0: Welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk, relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco and I'm your host. Now let's talk. Hello Thriver and welcome to the Real People, Real Talk podcast, the podcast ministry that equips you to thrive spiritually. Equips you to thrive relationally and equips you to thrive mentally And today we are continuing our series in the book of Ruth Last week we covered chapter 1, meaning today we're going to cover chapter 2 So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, then feel free to click the link below Take a listen and catch up Now I want you to remember that Ruth is a story of a young Moabite widow Who comes to know the love of the one true God and the joy of belonging to his people through her mother in law, Naomi. As this story, as this book unfolds, you're gonna see the faithfulness of God demonstrated even when his people were faithless to him. This text, this story, this book shows us that God is sovereign and he is active in the affairs of man. This indeed is a story of redemption. Now, to the text, Ruth chapter two, starting with verses one and two, as we're going to make our way through each and every verse. Verse one. Now, Naomi had a relative of her husband's, a worthy man of the clan of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth, the Moabite, said to Naomi, let me go in the field and glean among the ears of grain after him in whose sight I shall find favor. And she said to her, go, my daughter. These two verses introduce us to the third main character, Boaz, who's a kinsman of Elimelech, Naomi's late husband. He was a rather wealthy and honorable man from the tribe of Judah. Here's a fun fact that when you fast forward from the same tribe of Judah, we get King David. And even later after that, we get the king of kings, Jesus Christ, from the tribe of Judah. So ultimately, this is a part of God's grand global plan of salvation and redemption, as well as his promise to Abraham when he told him that through him all the nations would be blessed. What better blessing than Jesus and what better blessing than salvation? So they're gleaning in the field, which is gathering grain and produce that was intentionally left over by the reapers. Biblical law provides grace for those who struggled by instructing the reapers to leave a portion of the field unharvested. And this shows us how God cares for all Even those that society may see as less than And for those that maybe are looked down upon God cares for all people And the purpose of the gleaning in the field They allowed the poor widows and the sojourners To provide for themselves by gleaning But little did Ruth know That while she was down to nothing God was up to something Back to the text Verse 3 So she set out and went and gleaned in the field and after the reapers and she happened to come to the part of the field that belonged to Boaz, who was of the clan of Elimelech. Let me tell you something. Nothing just quote unquote happens. The God that we serve, the God of the Bible, is intentional. He is strategic. He's sovereign. And he's orchestrating and setting up things on your behalf. Even when you can't see God moving, even when you can't feel God moving, please know this, that he's moving. So don't lose hope and don't stop believing, my friend. Verses eight through six. And behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and he said to the reapers, the Lord be with you. And they answered, the Lord bless you. Then Boaz said to the young woman who was in charge of the reapers, whose young woman is this. And the servant who was in charge of the reapers answered, she is a young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. The reapers identified Ruth by her past and her association to Naomi. What they said, it was true, but here's a lesson from this text. Here's a lesson for you. Your identity isn't found in your past, but is found in Christ and Christ alone. Don't allow people to identify you by your past mistakes. And please don't allow yourself to find your identity in your past. I want to encourage you not to allow a dark past to overshadow a bright future. You may have experienced some dark things in your life up to this point, but let me tell you better and brighter things is coming your way. You just have to keep trusting in the Lord and keep moving by faith. And keep moving forward, my friend Picking up at verse 7 And she said, please let me glean And gather among the sheaves After the reapers So she came and she continued From the early morning until now Except for a short rest Then Boaz said to Ruth Now listen, my daughter Do not go to glean in another field Or leave this one But keep close by my young women Let your eyes be on the field That they are reaping and go after them Have not I charged the young men not to touch you. And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink what the young men have drawn. Verse 10. Then she fell on her face, bowing to the ground. And she said, why have I found favor in your eyes that you should take notice of me since I'm a foreigner? Our girl Ruth, she's overwhelmed by the grace and favor showed unto her. And that's my prayer and hope for you that God would just overwhelm you with his grace, overwhelm you with his goodness and overwhelm you with his favor. Because at that time, as a Moabite, she would have been considered an enemy of God's people and forbidden to enter the assembly of the Lord. But as one who has now put her faith in the Lord and his covenant promise, ultimately is going to be fulfilled in Jesus later. She is now considered a child of Abraham by faith. So once again, we see that you don't have to be defined by your past. Let's take it a step further. You don't have to be defined by your pain. You don't have to be defined by your sin. You are defined by your savior. You are defined by what he did for you in the past on the cross. You are. Let me encourage you right now. Let me speak this over you. You are a child of the king. A child of God, literally God's handiwork. Remember who you are and remember whose you are. Peter, verse 11. But Boaz answered her and said, all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband has been fully told to me. And how you left your father and mother and your native land and came to the people that you did not know before. The Lord repay you for what you have done and the full reward be given you by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Verse 13. Then she said, I have found favor in your eyes, my Lord, for you have comforted me and spoken kindly to your servant, though I am not one of your servants. Friend, it's always a good thing to do what's right. It's always a good thing to obey God. You never know who sees it. You never know who's talking. But most importantly, God sees it. Verse 14. And at mealtime, Boaz said to her, Come here and eat some bread and dip your morsel in the wine. So she sat beside the reapers and he passed to her roasted grain. And she ate until she was satisfied. And had some left over Oh that's a good preaching poem right there Not only was she satisfied But she had some left over That reminds me of Psalm 23 How God is so good So big so vast That he can bless you in such a way That your cup run it over Not only will you be satisfied But you will have some left over And when she rose to glean Boaz instructed his young man Saying let her glean even among the sheaves And do not reproach her Verse 16, and also pull out some from the bundles for her and leave it for her to glean and do not rebuke her. I want you to notice the hand of God and how he works. Ruth went from lacking to being satisfied and also having some left over. That cup is running over. You may be in a situation right now. I don't know. Maybe it's spiritual. Maybe it's physical. Or relational, academic, or even financial. Maybe you may be facing your own storm or famine right now. You have to walk in faith, realize that God in his infinite love and in his infinite power and in his infinite wisdom is behind the scenes, working all things out for your good. It may not feel good right now, but God is going to work it out for your ultimate good. Just because you can't see God. Just because you can't hear him, maybe you can't even feel him. Please know once again that God is moving and he is moving on your behalf. Even when you can't figure it out, trust that God is already working it out. Let me tell you a story. I remember when I was finished at Mississippi College, I began to do ministry there. And the Lord called me to go to seminary. And that was a big step for me because at Mississippi College, I had a full time job. Um, I had moved out of my parents' house Had my own apartment And things were going well But I felt the call to go to seminary And seminary is is a school for preachers And for pastors for us to train And to become better And to hone our skills So we can be the best pastors and ministers That God had called us to be And to make a long story short When I went there and moved from Mississippi to New Orleans My bills doubled But my income was cut in half Now it's bad for one For either just one of those things to happen Whether your income is cut in half Or whether your bills double But at the same time Both of those things happen And I remember it almost like it was yesterday I was walking in the student building And I just so happened to bump into this other pastor And to make a long story short Once again we struck up on a conversation That ultimately ended up to him hiring me As one of the campus pastors at his church And because I was a campus pastor That made me eligible for this scholarship That covered so much Of my tuition And so Once again I stepped out on faith I was following God I was obeying him Things didn't add up How I wanted to add up I was a little worried A little stressed out But God made a way God was already behind the scenes Working it out God When I was in Mississippi God had went before me To New Orleans To work it all out And so enough about my story Let's talk about your story Know this That God is at work On your behalf He's going to work it all out For your good And for his glory Keep believing And keep trusting him Amen Verse 17 So she gleaned in the field Until evening Then she beat out What she had gleaned And it was about an effa Of barley An is about 30 to 40 pounds Now notice Ruth And how she wasn't afraid To work hard what if she didn't go into the field? What if she was lazy? She would have missed out on her miracle. She would have missed out on her, on her blessing. We often say that we're waiting on God, but sometimes God is actually waiting on us. Let me get personal for a second. What is that action step that you need to take right now? What is that act of obedience that you need to execute in this season of your life? She worked morning and she worked night And she worked hard. I'm reminded that faith without works is dead. Let me break it down like this. You can't pray to God and ask him to help you to lose weight, but you won't join a gym and you won't be careful of what you put into your body. You can't pray to God and ask him for a better marriage, but you're not taking any actions toward having a better marriage. Or you can pray for those that are students That may be listening You can't ask God for good grades But you don't study him You get my point We are partners with God God isn't going to do our part And we can't do his part You got to do what you can And trust God to do what you cannot do Faith without works is dead So prepare for the things That you are praying for, amen Verse 18 And she took it up And went into the city. Her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned. And she also barred it out. And gave her what food that she had left over. After being satisfied. And her mother-in-law Naomi said to Ruth. Where did you glean today? And where have you worked? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. So she told her mother-in-law with whom she had worked. And said the man staying with whom I work is Boaz. And Naomi said to her daughter-in-law. May... He be blessed by the Lord, whose kindness has not forsaken the living or the dead. Notice the excitement here. Naomi also says to her, The man is a close relative of ours. He's one of our redeemers. More on that later. And Ruth, the Moabite, said, Besides, he said to me, You shall keep close by the young men until they have finished all of my harvest. At this point, here, Naomi is reminded of the goodness. And the faithfulness of God She had changed her name to Mara Which means bitter But God remained true and sweet to her To her original name Which means joy By bringing joy and hope Back into her life Meeting Boaz Was a turning point for Ruth Back then But when you fast forward to today Meeting Jesus is a turning point in our lives It was at this moment then Naomi's emptiness begins to be refilled by the Lord. God is so good. He is so sovereign and he has a way of just working all things out. Keep hope alive. Verse 22. And Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, it is good, my daughter, that you go out with the young women, lest in another field you be assaulted. So she kept close to the young men of Boaz Gleaning until the end of barley and wheat harvest. And she lived with her mother-in-law. So here are the takeaways from today's lesson, today's episode and today's chapter, Ruth chapter two. Firstly, keep walking in faith, knowing that God is at work on your behalf and know that God loves you and he is for you. And also know this whenever something bad happens. I want you to look at it through the lens of faith and say this. Somehow, some way, God is going to get the glory out of this. Somehow, God is going to work this out for my good. Bad things are just opportunities for God to do great things in my life. I feel like preaching. Once again, while Ruth was down to nothing, God was up to something. And you may feel like you're down to nothing right now, but let me tell you that God is up to something. And you may say, What is that something? All I know is this that it's something good. And this story is going to continue in chapter three next week. As always, I just want to express my appreciation and my gratitude for you tuning in today and listening. I honestly hope and pray that this episode, that this devotion and this series has been a blessing to you and that you learned something new. So next week, we're going to cover chapter three. Feel free to read ahead. But until next time, go be all that God has called you to be. God got you.